We are back from Halloween. It's the 11th of November and we're all spooked out. Hello, Guido. Hello, Diego. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Did you enjoy Halloween? Did you get spooked out? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, my, my neighbors were pretty creative with stuff. Uh, the, the, the neighborhood was pretty well uh, decorated and uh, when when my kids uh, rang the bell, there was, for example, one house which had uh, like a, a basket of candy. And when they wanted to uh, grab some candy out of the basket, the, the basket uh, went behind the curtain. And then they have to walk after it. And then they get spooked by uh, by people. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. And the fun thing is, my 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 ten year old was always really afraid of uh, of this stuff. And my my five year old really loves this. <laughs> he, <laughs> I, I I made I made him extra scared, and he don't, he didn't care. He was just annoyed, like Daddy, stop this! <laughs> but <laughs> oh. he wasn't afraid or something, which amazed me. So he uh, lost it. Like he's uh, he's now a fully grown up person, and he doesn't <laughs> need any any scares anymore. I, mean, I guess. Like, I guess. Yeah, whatever. But it got me in the mood for uh, for Halloween games. Well, normally people play every the whole November Halloween games. Now I'm suddenly think, oh, Halloween is quite fun, and uh, I have to play some stuff. So play <laughs> more games, more scary games. Yeah, yeah. There were some pretty good ones over here as well. So I went out trick or treating with the kids, and uh, I think yes, we we stumbled upon some creative houses. One had a, like a, a bowl with with some treats in it, but when the kids went to get the the sweets, a hand came out from someone who was hiding wow. obviously in the table. <laughs> <laughs> creep the kids out that was quite fun it's, it, we watched, it, um, it's quite inspiring i i, I kind of want to do it myself next year now yeah yeah there was lots of stuff like that well lots uh it was a bit it's a bit hit and miss over here like there's so many roads and then not everyone is up for halloween trick-or-treating so they don't have pumpkins outside but some pumpkins was absolutely amazing like i don't know how much time they spent making those pumpkins it was just nuts so many details they had to have like special tools to make it so detailed but really nice stuff and then all the trick all these trick-or-treats uh that in some houses were more prominent than others uh yeah it was, it was nice so did you absolutely do nothing diego not much to be honest well we had a traditional yearly pumpkin making competition at work or something like that but that's nice i didn't really see much uh, in the neighborhood, to be honest, this year. We also right. got a lot of snow, so maybe everything got covered by it. I don't know. <laughs> but that's beautiful in Halloween. If you've got, like, if you've got pumpkins outside, you know, with orange light on, on the blue snow, bluish snow under the moonlight. It should be, it should be. But as I said, didn't notice anything relevant around here. But we did got uh, the early snow early. Not really early by the Finnish standards, but... Uh, uh, anyway, we got the first snow of the year, uh, quite a lot of it in a couple of days. So, and the whole lights have changed because of it. So now it's uh, 
a lot more clear uh, to in, in in the dusk and at dawn because of the white, ah, of course. Yes, yes, yes and, uh, of course, yeah. And the sunset has we had weird colors, like it goes from uh, blue to uh, bright orange and then pink. Nice. It was uh, very very nice, really. Yeah. Yeah, nice colors. Yeah. How did you celebrate Halloween? Well, we didn't really have much celebration except lots of pumpkin food, lots of recipes like with pumpkin. Of course, that's the season, and uh, so. We had literally all the combinations possible, like oven-baked pumpkins, uh, pasta sauce pumpkin, uh, risotto with pumpkins, uh, nice. pumpkin soup. <laughs> wow. really That's awesome. Lot. Pumpkin overload. But thankfully, yeah. thankfully, my, my kid liked apparently all of them and didn't get bored after uh, eating the same basic ingredients of a few days. And we also got to do some homemade snacks because there's, of course, some leftovers from from all these dishes. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I think what did you make? Well, the there's kind of no brainer is to just make roasted pumpkin seeds. Mm. Although it's not actually that obvious, in my opinion. Wait, do you do them in a the sauna? <laughs> no, this time no, no, just on a, just on a pan. But uh, you just. You know, when you open a, a pumpkin and make whatever recipe with it, mm. you can just carve the seeds out and then you can, uh, you have to rinse them very well first and then you can roast them on a, on a pan, something like that. No Sounds grease, good. no oil, nothing, just a little bit of salt. And uh, contrary to those that you buy normally that are green, yeah. but that's because they are the inner part, but when you take them out of the pumpkin, they have this kind of uh, wooden shell around but you can eat it you mm. don't have to open uh, each and every one of them but um, it's not that simple because I think you really need to eat them when they are warm if they cool down they they are not good at all they, they go back to tasting like wood <laughs> and actually feeling like wood when you chew them yeah. And uh, don't make the mistake uh, that I had done sometimes of thinking you could add these seeds, for example, to the pumpkin soup itself. Because uh, if they get soaked, then you can't even chew them anymore. They are like they are pretty much like eating woods, in my opinion. Right. But only when they are very, very well warmed up, then they're crunchy and they're, they're good. That's cool. That, don't let them cool down. <laughs> that, that's the key. I can only yeah. have so much pumpkin uh, when I had like pumpkin soup twice in a week or something. Then I'm totally done with pumpkins. It's it's yeah, that yeah. sweet taste. I don't know. I'm I'm more like a salty guy, and uh, <laughs> I'm a salty guy. <laughs> we guys, I am too. Super salty I too. <laughs> Sometimes about games, especially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I feel the same way and uh, yeah, I, I don't like when it's too sweet. Like for example, we have pumpkin tortellini in Italy. They're quite traditional, mm. but they are very, very sweet. And um, no, no, I made all savory recipes. And like, for example, another snack that that's really good, but it's also very time consuming to make. It's simple pumpkin crisps. My God! You know, like potato crisps, yeah, potato yeah, chips yeah. from from uh, I like the bags. Yeah. They sell them as well here. 
Oh, never seen them. Oh, that's good. That's nice. It's, it's like so I, I just used to make them myself. Pumpkin and other vegetables, like crisps in packs. I think you sent you sent me uh, a pack of them, didn't you? But it didn't have pumpkin. I think ah, it had maybe not. Maybe not roots and beetroots and other hmm. like that, but not pumpkin. I think. All right, all right. I used to make these at home. Yeah, it, to to slice them off, it's actually quite easy. You just need a cheese slicer or a, even a potato peeler, hmm. and then you can get pretty big stripes. But they are say one millimeter thin. And then you can just fry them. But because I never actually had a proper frying machine, I always fry them in a, in a pan or in a small pot. But it takes ages. And uh, I used to do it when, when it was just me and my wife. But since we have also children in the house, they they are much faster at eating them than I am <laughs> at making them. Of course, so, of course. So, so I just spend the whole time frying this stuff it takes like 15 minutes at least to get them crunchy when they start rolling up then they're really crunchy mm. but you can't you can't have more than a little bit in the pot at the same time makes me hungry now yeah that sounds really good sounds really good they are they are only just <laughs> just a lot of labor really but mm. but if you have time then it's uh, it's really recommended about just about the pumpkin seeds they do sell them in Italy as well don't they the the pumpkin seeds i used to have them when i was a kid go to the um, news agent and they somehow they they had some pumpkin seeds there as well yeah i think uh, i think that normally it's always the green ones meaning meaning that they're already taken out of the shells but you you can also buy fresh ones if you want if you want to make something with it yourself right so cool. that, that's yeah. it. I still have some of uh, of the basic uh, pumpkin uh, puree. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Makes uh, sense. you can make it just by boiling some uh, chopped pumpkin in in water, and then uh, use a blender a little bit to make a puree of it, and uh, then then. You can use it in lots of recipes. Like, for example, we use it in uh, pasta sauce or in uh, risotto. Yeah, I make the and, risotto uh, with that. Yeah. But because we have some leftover, I still have to try one snack that uh, you're supposed to mix the pumpkin puree with uh, something to make it more thick. Like, it could be walnuts or any other kind of nuts. Crush them first. Or it could be mm. uh, dry coconut for example, yep. or raisins yeah. or some or any other kind of um, dry fruits, plums, for example, something to give it a little bit more solidity. And then you just make some bite shape, bite sized shapes, like cookies or bowls or anything. Mm. And you put them in the fridge for a few hours so that they are fairly solid. And uh, I think those are supposed to be more sweet than savory, but uh, with the nuts, you can go both ways, really. And mm. I, I still have some leftover puree, so I, there's room to try that, that last snack, too. But Sounds like a good uh, cycling snack or something, or sporting that you can take with you. And I think it's, there's a lot of good stuff in there to get you going. There's probably some yeah. sugars yeah. and... Uh, 
maybe some proteins or something in there. I don't know. That uh, I think it's maybe a good power, good power food or something. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I think the on well the only problem might be the con consistency. Uh, the solidity of these so let's see how they come out because if you put them in the fridge they're supposed to be you're supposed to be able to pick them up with your fingers yeah. like finger food but if you bring them around when you're cycling i don't know what happens to them but maybe <laughs> in a good container or something <laughs> small plastic box or metal box or something like that you can have a pumpkin smoothie while you're on your bike reader yummy <laughs> i don't sure know if that. i can uh, drink that from my uh water flask <laughs> would be <laughs> pretty uh, pretty messy i guess and probably the, the i once tried to make a smoothie with a cabbage and it was horrific like raw cabbage it was like ugh, wow i would not try that good. raw cabbage but beetroot yeah. or something can can you can do that yeah 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 but well, i know for sure that they sell uh, both pumpkin juice and uh, beetroot juice in italy for example mm. as fruit juice but with pumpkin or with beetroot, always mixed up with something else, not pure pumpkin soup juice, but... Maybe a bit much that. But <laughs> uh, does cooking relax you? Because you seem to always be doing all these cooking and the beans and the things. There's <laughs> always cooking and it's like, oh, maybe Diego is really relaxed by cooking. I, I'm not a fan. I can cook a little bit, but then I don't really enjoy cooking. Do you? Ah, yeah, I do. I, I can't say it's relaxing, but uh, I always thought it was interesting and uh, I like doing it. I do it. I do other times while I do it, like listening to stuff or uh, making phone calls, video calls, whatever, usually multitasking a little bit, but yeah. but uh, um, I do it, um, well, half of the time we kind of share the burden, me and my wife, but... Uh, we have very, very different uh, rules for cooking, for <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah. okay. that would be I'm, interesting. I'm like an improviser. She's like the scientist that has to use the proper recipe exactly as it is meant to be. I improvise. I have my own, my own kind of uh, um, mental ideas about what to mix with what. Like, for example, what spices to use in different situations. Just based on experience of living in Italy, really, you know, nothing special. Cool. So yeah. I tend to just look at what I have in the fridge and think, okay, how do I pair how them? How can up? I use this? And mm. yeah, good stuff. Wido, what have you been doing? Well, the Halloween got me into the spooky stuff. I thought directly when I was home from Halloween, I thought, okay, now I have to play some scary games because uh, somehow oh. now I'm in, really into it. Uh, so nice. my uh, nice. my spooktober, uh, no, my spook November officially started. <laughs> and um, nice. when does it end? Oh, it ends of November, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. But yes. um, first of all, on holiday of on Halloween night, the GBA Micro Jam twenty three uh, released, and mm. it was sort yeah, yeah. of um, a Game Boy game. And I don't know if you both know uh, WarioWare. Yes, like, yes, you showed me, and I, I know we play WarioWare at home as well. It, it's like uh, a bunch of really tiny micro games of maybe, what is it, five seconds? Uh, every game you can play in five seconds, and then uh, they succeed each other, and you have to really act fast and uh, 
look at the game and think, oh, I have to do this and then uh, complete it. And if you don't complete it, you lose a life. And uh, this micro jam uh, was, uh, I think they had three weeks or something to, everybody had to make one micro game for this, uh, for this ROM. That's a great and, uh, idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's amazing because there are incredibly simple games in, the, in this game. Uh, for example, there's like a game where you have to identify the killer and there are like five uh, people in a row. And then uh, every time when you move your uh, D-pad, you see one lit up. And if there is one looking like a killer, for example, he has uh, uh, bleeding teeth because he's a vampire or something. <laughs> Uh, then they use the killer. So the only thing you do is like select the killer and then you win or you lose. So but you have to be quick every, about it. But you have to be really quick about it. And I think this concept, because of these micro games, a lot of people can create such a tiny game because you you don't have to do a lot. For example, yeah, this, yeah. this example was only choosing one thing and then it, and it's done. So I think it was a really good uh, idea. And I think there are over 30 games in that uh, micro co game collection. And it's really fun to set a high score. And my high score was like 33, I think, F 34, I think. Well, that doesn't and sound like a high score. <laughs> 33 it, and 34, is it sounds like I a think I think 34 it was. And um, Okay. Yeah, but it goes faster and faster and faster, so it gets harder and harder. And there's oh, even yeah. some of those micro games I don't know how to beat. So if I uh, uh, get those, then I'm almost sure that I lose a life. So there are some which are m maybe a little bit too difficult for their own good, but it's so such a good idea. And it's so polished, actually. It's really nicely made. A nice introduction, uh, a nice story uh, even. It, it really fits in the really the WarioWare universe, but then Halloween style, which is really cool. Yeah, and on, on the Game Boy Advance must look also really awesome. Yeah, and it also sounds good. Uh, yeah, I was quite amazed about the quality uh, actually. Uh, but yeah, of course, this is a really tiny game, but I had to play it on Halloween uh, day. And... Um, the other game I wanted to play was uh, a game I picked up on uh, IndieQuest, the podcast I listened to. Yeah. They had also a Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, one game they brought was Amanda the Adventurer. Yeah. I think that's I've heard a sort of, of it's uh, It released this year. I oh, know, then no. And it's a sort of um, escape room game, but it's all based around... Uh, 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 videotapes you find and you can pl play them on uh, VCR and these uh, videotapes uh, contain like a children's show of similar as um, Dora the Explorer but ah, more like the yes. uh, fake three, uh, really cheaply made 3D uh, graphics Unfortunately, so it's like uh, early 2000s <laughs> graphics yeah. pretty horrible Yeah, but yeah there is something weird about this show uh, the show called Amanda the Adventure, and you have to find hints in this videotape uh, to figure out codes in the room, or also you have to do simple puzzles in the room, but sometimes you have to pause the, the videotapes to find hints or secret codes in the background. And yeah, it really escalates to 
well, mildly scary stuff. Sometimes there's some uh, sort of jump scared, but mm-hmm. I thought it quite. It was quite relaxing. I wasn't that scared. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I told you. But it was just really. F- it was really fun to uh, to uh, do these. I really love these uh, escape room style games, and that this one was pretty well made. It was pretty low budget, but I think I also paid like ten euros for it, and I beat it in maybe three hours. I think I hundred percented it in three hours or something. So it's not long, but I had a good time, and it was sort of in style of Halloween. Yeah, so good stuff. Thought, well. Good time. Good stuff. So, yeah. Good. What have you been Me, uh, doing? Uh, the usual. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I had a good Halloween. We watched um, some movies. I think uh, watched one that was called Night Books. That was quite all right with the kids. I think it was you, Diego, who uh, suggested me Archive 81. Or am I wrong? Yeah, that was me probably. Yeah, I, I watched that. It was quite it was quite good. And it also it was in, in a sort of, again, Halloween sort of vibe. It was a bit horror, a bit mystery. But it was, it was good. Well, what is it? I like that. I so, think the only um, downside is that it might have been cancelled after um, yes, one it or was. two seasons. So we're never going to know the ending properly. But mm. uh, So better know that before you start watching, in my opinion, because... You know, you're never going to see the final resolution unless they change their mind because it was just um, two years ago or something like that. Mm, yeah, so, no, I, don't, I don't remember now. But uh, so just to answer your question, we do. It's a guy gets hired to restore some videotapes, but then finds some some weird stuff uh, on the videotapes, and then there's also there's also like a like a time thing where you, we do, you don't really flashbacks. understand. But Orton, yes, but also he kind of communicates with the with what he sees in the in the in the videotape. Oh, wow, it which sounds is a really bit... like my game I played. It, yeah, that Amanda yeah, the that's Adventure. Made, had. You made me think about that. Yeah, so I suggest you watch it. I think you'd like it. Where where, where can I watch it? Uh, I don't know now because it must be on, it still on Netflix, probably. Yeah, yeah, Netflix. You're right. Hmm. That, that's it. Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I watched that um, like in a in a really big binge, uh, and then I've been updating the website uh, for us to. <laughs> so that that's taken quite a, a long time, and then yeah, just doing the other recordings really, and listening to the, you know the Asylum latest episode where they talk about Game Boy games. It was quite funny. They, I think Steve was talking about how we are all on a conveyor belt towards death that made me laugh <laughs> yeah it made me laugh as well <laughs> it was really fun and it's true I, I don't know it looks like it's true but it's uh let's not think about it too let's not dwell on it too much otherwise anyway. but it, it, they were talking about how the time goes by so quickly and i'm always so amazed at how true that statement is and how my days revolve around oh I'm go- i've got to go to bed oh i've got to get up Oh, I've got to go to bed again. Oh, I'm oh, getting yeah. up again. And it's just <laughs> mind-blowing how quick it goes. And every week goes after another and another and another. And, oh my God. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, speak to a doctor, Andy. It doesn't sound uh, <laughs> Maybe <great>. I should. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I should. So I, w- I just wanted to ask you guys, do you have the same experience with time? Does it Does it go so quickly like it goes for me? Or do you think you, yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, that's a very difficult question for me. <laughs> Wait, for what me, do you think? I, I, I think I think so because you also get, especially when you get kids, then you get lift or something. You have to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you you, you you have to like uh, do all those little errands all the time, and there's only a little time in between where you can do, yeah stuff like think for yourself but yeah sometimes there's days going by that there that, that doesn't even happen happens so it's only the day full of errands and then yeah you go to bed and you think okay what what did i do this today just yeah, yeah. doing like simple stuff but yeah it fly yeah. it goes on but some days they're actually quite good for me uh, for, for example yeah. today i had the whole day off from and all for myself so i was like uh, like playing my game for this show today. Yeah, it was, it was a good day. <laughs> sounds like the opposite for you, Diego. No, well, it sounds familiar. I also have lots of errands to do. And, but yeah, the perception of time is kind of complicated. I, I don't really know what to say. Do I feel it running fast? Do I feel it running slow? Say that, I could say that usually when I count how many years have passed since something I've done uh, uh, something remarkable that has happened in the past for me they all feel like too many years and I say whoa it's, it can't be 20 years ago I have to vivid <laughs> memory of it but uh, yeah but otherwise I, I, I find those errands give me a slower perception of time it's when I don't have anything to do I have a free day. Yeah, I do have every now and then. And uh, <laughs> and uh, hey. really nothing to do, just uh, dozing off, thinking and doing minor stuff. That's usually when uh, the day flies by very quickly for me. Oh. And yeah, when yeah. I have errands to do, it's like at the end of the day, instead, I think uh, I've done 20 things. And then I don't remember, but I did this last week. No, it was this morning. <laughs> it, it, it's that yeah, feeling that, that it feels like conundrum. multiple days in, in one if I have lots of stuff to do. It depends yeah, if it's, it's all like uh, automatic pilot uh, Yeah, that's, I think that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, automatic pilot. And, you know, some, day, some days I, as Diego says, I go to bed and I think, what have I done today? Mm, I've done this, 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 all stuff, but. None of it is fun or interesting, but I had to do all that. You know? Well, that's another matter, of course. Yeah. So yeah, um, but but yeah, it's it's just interesting to see how in both sides. So for me, the days fly by when I am free and when I'm not free. It's just they just fly all of them. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe yeah. When 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 you have a day off and you're like like me today really focused on one game then time it's can gone. fly as well and then it's like yeah, whoa yeah. wow it's six o'clock already bro <laughs> i have to do something uh useful today uh how, how yeah. can i make this day useful again uh yeah that's that's annoying. Or when you have too much time for yourself you oh i don't know what to do i've got this day for me i, I do this no no i want uh, to do I this and to. then you end up doing nothing yeah do, do <laughs> because you, it's... do you ever get those days andy I get a uh, very few uh, during the year, like I've got maybe five a year. And when it happens, I'm just like more spending time thinking what I want to do <laughs> than doing something because there's so many things. Oh, I should go here. Then, I, oh no, I've got to go shopping though in between there. 
which is not an activity as you know that I enjoy. But then, uh, oh, I've got to go to the gym as well. And then already, like, say, don't know, four hours have gone with that stuff. So <laughs> it goes so fast. Anyways, yeah, that's my musings for this existential crisis uh, directly <laughs> in the podcast. Now every listener is depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because we're now we're going to talk about games. Yay. Uh, yeah, I was talking about that game uh, I was playing all day uh, today because yesterday uh, my physical copy of this game finally arrived. The developer of the game uh, sent it to me for review purpose. So I thought, uh, let's uh, bring it uh, as soon as possible. And it's uh, called Fido's Magic Tiles or Fido's Magic Tiles. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, I like Fido because it's close to my it's name. like a dog, Fido. <laughs> in Italian, it's a dog. Sorry? In, in Italian, Fido is the typical name of a dog. Oh, really? Hmm. Well, but this isn't a dog. This is an, uh, a cat, actually. Uh-huh. It's hey, about a cat, a cat. wizard cat. Um, but uh, if you read a little bit in the, in the title, then you see magic tiles, and then you think, hmm, maybe it's a puzzle game, and you will be right. So uh, this game is by uh, Tom Sutton, and uh, yep. art by Grey Lure. And it's a match for puzzle game, like I brought before, uh, but a little bit different than the Candy Crush affair that you know. It's more like a cross of Candy Crush and Tetris. I don't know if you guys know the game uh, Tetris Attack. No, which is I called don't think so. uh, Panel de Pon in Japan. Ah, Puzzle the Pawn, yeah, yeah, I remember playing that. It's Yeah, that's actually a really nice game as well. It, it does it has nothing to do with Tetris, but uh, yeah, it, it's called Tetris uh, Attack in here. And this game is quite similar of that. So it's a match for a puzzle game uh, where you uh, match uh, different tiles. And these tiles all have the, the um, suits of cards on them. Uh, and also, additionally, there's a, a tile with um, a crescent moon. And um, this really work on the, the Game Boy screen because these tiles are really uh, nicely, they stand out to each other. They also have a different color from each other. And uh, what the difference is with Panel de Pong is that you work... Normally, the, the bricks go from the, the bottom row up but this game, uh, all the tiles uh, fall down like Tetris, but you don't control mm. those tiles. You have to destroy those tiles uh, before you top out, before the, the tiles get to, to the top of the screen. Um, which is still a, quite a basic game, which is still not really interesting maybe. But uh, the difference with this puzzle game and uh, normal block falling puzzle games is that you don't work for a score but there's a sort of achievement system in it. And, uh, okay, that sounds different, yeah. So normally you, you just play for a high score, but this game just stops when you have 999 uh, uh, blocks uh, destroyed. Uh, is, that the number of the, is that the number of blocks destroyed that I see that goes up, yeah? Yeah, 
En, uh, but the main goal of this game is make, for example, uh, combos. So if you mm. uh, match five uh, of the tiles or more, and then you, you start a combo. And then if you uh, uh, destroy more in a fast succession, then uh, then you get a high combo. And for example, that's one of the achievements to get a really high combo. Uh, another achievement is, for example, uh, make a nice... Because of the, the bricks collapse into each other, uh, you can make like a combo that way. So if you destroy like five uh, different tiles and other tiles fall, fall onto each other and also get destroyed. Yeah, then, yeah. Then I you, know what you mean. So then you have also a combo and that can also be like a, an achievement. But there's also a really simple achievement. For example, play uh, the game. Uh, there's like three songs in the game you can choose in the main menu, like Tetris. And... Uh, Like if you played them all in a game, then that's also uh, an achievement. And there, are, there is like seventeen hidden achievements in this game. I didn't unlock them all, but it's really nice to sort of not play for a score, but play for like experimenting. So because you don't know what the achievements are, ah, you try different things. You you are going to experiment. Like okay, maybe. Uh, destroying 10 blocks at a time is an achievement. So then you go for that and you think, okay, I'll get creative. Uh, how can I make a nice collapsing structure? Wow, get 10 a, is, a t- is a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's a way different th- way of thinking than your normal Tetris-like game, which is yeah, really addictive, especially for a single-player experience. Because normally when you play Tetris single player, then you think, okay, I got the high score, I, I got the highest uh, uh, level, and uh, that's it, and then you're done. But well, what happens when you when you reach 999? And it just stops. Ah, okay. Then you get oh, the, so like, how uh, do you get the the four of a kind? Do you does it work like Tetris so that you just move them as they fall, or do you do something different? No, you, you can't control them as falling, but you can. Uh, you have like a cursor over your uh, over your playing field, and you can just drag and drop the the bricks around. So you're just right. moving the tiles. So you're flipping What? the tiles actually. And normally with a uh, panel de pom, you uh, or Tetris deck, you can only flip two horizontal horizontally. But here you're totally free to move around, and which is quite uh, mm. quite different. The only way. Uh, that get uh, obstructed is sometimes when you destroy some of your uh, of your uh, tiles then there is a sort of pearl showing up and that obstructs your movement so you have to to destroy those to and you can destroy them to uh, by uh, uh, removing tiles next to them and then the pearls go away So how does the pearl appear? I don't remember. So did you yeah, say? Yeah, the, the pearl just appears randomly when you destroy tiles. So I don't know if there's I a rhyme or reason. It doesn't fall from the top. No, no, no. So right, I okay. don't know if there's any rhyme or reason behind it. But for our example, one of the achievements I can say that's destroying two pearls at a time and one in one go. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really fun to actually experiment and get all those achievements and. 
yeah, I have like maybe half of them now and I have no idea what the rest of it is. Maybe it get, can get annoying when there's still one left and I don't know what to do. Hopefully there's Can a you guy. also make diagonals? No, no, it's only horizontal or, or vertical uh, okay. uh, destroys. So uh, It seems that you can level up as well. What does that mean? Uh, level up is just, uh, it goes faster like Tetris. So ah, if you, okay, okay. If you get, I think, 50 tiles uh, matched, then... Uh, then it just go faster. So, mm. yeah, it, it, it's quite like a basic puzzle game, but for me, it's really fitting for the the Game Boy library. Uh, and, yeah, I, there's the, the only flaw I can think of is maybe it would be fun to have multiplayer because I always loved these games with multiplayer. Maybe a link or something, yeah. Yeah, mm. norm normally these games have multiplayer, even uh, Tetris Attack has multiplayer on Game Boy. So uh, that would be really fun. But yeah, I think that the, it was really creative of the creator to make those that achievement system to, to keep it interesting. Because this is it. It's just a tile matching game. It's, it's not much. The, there's three songs in there. There's, those songs are really good. I, I started uh, humming uh, with them uh, when I was playing it. It was really fun. So... It's just a really good puzzle game, <laughs> and I, yeah, I wanted yeah, to well, highlight if, it. If it, I, I think that sometimes it just click and you, you can stop playing them. Well, even the original Tetris was a little bit like that. It's not very in-depth game, but people could play it for hours and hours. And when when they find the right formula, it just works. Yeah, and I I never seen this style of game in this form. Normally, I, when I saw this game, I was thinking, okay, this is just a Tetris attack. Uh, it's not that special. But when I started playing it, it was still quite different. So, yeah, good. It was a good game. And uh, I like that it's for the original Game Boy. It's not that common. Most of the games are made for Game Boy Color nowadays. And yeah, or advanced. Yeah, and, uh, and it really, uh, yeah, it works. It's, it's funny you chose this game. Uh, we talked about this game on the episode of Yazzie on September the 17th, 2022 as hmm. well. So I can't yeah. remember. But uh, another yeah, episode I, 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 I bought to. it like a, a long time ago. <laughs> um, it's, it's like $4 uh, just to buy the ROM and you can actually play it for free on the itch.io. How much is the card instead? Sorry, did you say? I forgot. The cartridge is, uh, let's see, it's forty dollars US dollars, mm -hmm. uh, with with shipping included. So that's, that's not uh, bad then. No, that's it's not, not bad. bad, and it's really beautiful. It comes in like a tin uh, box, a really small tin box, like a mint box, yeah. where the yeah, yeah, it looks where good. the um, the cartridge fits really in really nicely. It's small and it has like a and it's bomb proof. It. And it's bulletproof. It has a sleeve around it. It comes with stickers and a manual, even. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah quite a nice package. And the cartridge is not like the sometimes when you have a homebrew cartridge, it's the plastic really feels like flimsy plastic or something. And but cheap, yeah, I know. This has a yes. nice transparent uh, plastic shell with the PCB has the the logo of the. The company on it, which really looks nice. Yeah, I was really surprised about it's the a very high production. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Great. Good stuff. Tom Sutton. Well done. Yeah, and thanks for the cartridge. <laughs> I really loved it. I really, uh, and the only thing I, I, when I, that's my question. I don't know. Uh, I hope he listens. When I'm done and I've uh, achieved everything, the, all the, uh, the 70 achievements, I want to reset it. And I can't find a reset option yet. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Because when you're done, you're done. And then you can just, that cartridge is just like, yeah, you can, yeah. I hope there's a reset function or else I, I have a card pressure so yeah. I can remove the save file. But normally people, yeah, when when you have achieved everything and you can reset the game, then it's maybe a bit weird. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. It would be awesome if it resets itself like Mission Impossible style. Like, you know, you put it in, oh, now you've done it all. You've got 10 seconds and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but why not? Yeah. Uh, or else there's no point to to play any further. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say... Yeah, maybe when you achieve it all, there's an option to remove them. I don't know. But, oh, yeah, well, uh, surprisingly right. fun. Uh, <laughs> more fun than I expected. Right. So I think when we talked about it on the Yazi episode in in 2022, I think we didn't uh, we didn't go into in depth with it. So I think we just talked about it in the news. I think I don't know when it, when it was released, but maybe it was uh, around then. I don't. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So, so probably, probably then we talked. Uh, it says oh published uh, uh, 2021 December ah, okay. 14th of 2021. So right, late right, uh, right. late 2021. Yeah, I, I already had it for a long time, but because he sent me the cartridge, <laughs> it, it moved to the to the top of my uh, my playlist. And, I, uh, I want a cartridge too. <laughs> God, <laughs> maybe ask him li- nicely. <laughs> uh, really okay, recommend. Well, just play it uh, yeah. on the website if you uh, want to try it out. Oh, and I just support the dev. I say, yeah. So try it if you like it. Buy it because then we get more more games. We like more games. We are all about the games. Diego, what have you been playing? Anything good? Yeah, I also played a couple of uh, small games, not very deep deep ones, but um, I actually had in my mind some plan to play a little bit of uh, CPC, Amstrad, mm-hmm. for this episode, but I got carried away because um, Vector 5 released a new game, Ah, I don't know if you remember, but yeah, 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 it's one of my favorite companies. First of all, because it's Finnish, and because I I like their games. They're the makers of, uh, uh, for example, Jungle Joe, and uh, Space Station Twenty Three. We talked about that before. That was it. Yes. And um, so they got a new game. Just um, was that two weeks ago or something like that, called Laserscape, and. um, well, eventually it turns out to be also in the same genre or subgenre of one of the other games for the CPC that I had in mind to to play a little bit. So I also play that one. I I would say that uh, I would call these games uh, the painter type genre or subgenre when you have to <laughs> paint areas of the screen to finish a level, so mm. to speak. So this Laserscape yeah. is um, for Commodore 64, right? Clearly. <laughs> it's uh, presented as a puzzle maybe, hey. but I think it's more like a joystick ability game. 
I was going to say at least that Wido didn't bring a Metroidvania gated exploration. This time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this is the fir- this is also not the first time I I brought a falling puzzle game. game, falling block yeah, yeah. puzzle game. So yeah, some things think- just click with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Vector Five has made only C sixty four games so far. So oh, okay, I okay. think. But all right, so. Um, I was saying it's partly a puzzle, partly um, or mainly a joystick arcade game. It depends a little bit on the level. So the premise of this game is that you are a character trapped in a prison or actually a series of prison rooms, single screen, and you need to open the door to escape these rooms. Hmm. Think of a single screen, top-down or semi-top-down view, And the room is made of tiles. And some of these tiles, not all of them, uh, must be painted in the same color as the door in order to open the door. And you paint them just by walking over them. That kind of simplicity. When all the tiles are, are of the right color, the door opens and you can escape and get to the next level. So the mechanic is you don't actually choose the color. It's just They just change the color as you walk over them. Although in some levels, the tiles just change from the first color. I think it's red to purple, green, depending on the level, more colors later on. And once they are the last color, they don't change anymore. These are kind of the easy levels. You I just don't understand. To... Um, so, in order to get to the door, do all the tiles have to be painted the same color of the door, or do you just need to paint a path of the same color that leads to the door? No, no, you have to paint them all. You can right. reach the door if you want, but it's closed until yeah, yeah. all the tiles are of the same correct color. And uh, it kind of iterates between some levels where walking over the tiles, make them switch color until they are the final color, and then they don't change anymore. And these are easy. Mm. Uh, but there are also other levels. There's an indication on, on an indicator on the screen that tells you when it's that, where the colors loop. So if you walk too many times over one tile, then it loops back to the first color, and you need to get them all right at the same time to open the door. And that's well, that a lot more difficult. difficult. Yeah, and the game difficult. is called Laser Escape because the main threat in all these levels is a pair of lasers moving on the room sides. So there's one on the north wall and one on the east wall. And you can see small red dots moving. Not very easy to spot, but... They are visible, nevertheless. And every now and then, they shoot a laser. And if you are on that column or that row where you're fried and you lose a life... Wow, that sounds so hard. It is. That's the whole point of the game. It's not an easy game. It's difficult. It's challenging, especially on the levels where the colors loop. Because then, if you make a mistake, ah, you have to think... Quickly, again, how do you correct that mistake without screwing everything up, making even yeah. more mistakes? And uh, it's so easy just to stop looking at the red dots, forgetting where the lasers are, and then getting hit. 
So it's definitely a challenging game. There's just 20 levels, and I think I made it to level 9 or 10 or something like that yet. It's really hard. Um, there's a, there was also other threats. There's also other threats uh, because in some levels, after a while, there are some holes in some of the tiles. So if you're not careful, you might fall also in those holes. And generally speaking, you, you move step by step on these tiles. So every time you make a move, you just go to the next tiles. Say, like, as a grid yeah, yeah. type of movement, right? And you also have some time limit. Um, usually that's not how you die, but uh, some levels have safe spots. So you might be tempted to go to the safe spots, but that also becomes time-consuming. And time limit might matter, but usually I I don't even get to the time limit. It's I just get hit. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, it's quite fast. You, you move quite fast. You might get some help, limited help, in some levels by some bubbles that give you some immunity for a few seconds. There's a small bar when you get the bubbles that indicates how long they last. So you you can just walk freely while because nothing hits you, nothing harms you. But so how, sorry, how, how do you get the bubble? So I, I, I've got a screenshot here. So I'm looking at this. The bubble is in a, in, in a position, in a corner. Yeah, usually at the beginning of the level, they are in some spots. And if you go to those spots, the bubble sticks to you. Ah, okay. and, and then you can move for a few seconds without worries of being hit. So overall, I, th- I think this is one game of that kind that it's really simple. It doesn't have that many rules. And, well, it's also kind of, technically speaking, quite uh, basic. Don't expect too much eye candy. The graphics aren't bad, but nothing special, so to speak. The music is actually quite good. Very classic 80s C64 seed vibe. Yeah. I like the little uh, musical comments when you we like lose that. a life, yeah. for example, or when you when you finish your lives. And the controls are really smooth, so it, playability is very good. But it is hard. So, so you one. can you speaking about lives, uh, so you can game over as well. Definitely, yes. So, you have five lives, and then or five men, and, and when yeah. you and when you die, what happens when you? Uh, you start from level one. Oh wow, that's brutal. Yeah, but, okay, but there, there's also a, a series of codes. Every time you win a level, you can write down the code, and ah, then uh, okay. you can start from that. Yeah, I think if you want, you can try eventually. If you get good at it, you can try do all those levels with just five lives. But I think it's gonna take a long time to get that good because it's really, really hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to make a mistake, uh, I think, if you just... And, and, and then it goes downhill, probably, <laughs> when you make one mm-hmm. dis- mistake. Then you have to walk over tiles you don't want to. And then uh, it, it, it looks a bit similar like the game with the, with the guinea pig and the broth. Uh, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had that reminiscence as well, exactly the same as you when Diego said, you have to go on the tiles and you go back on them and they change, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not... Uh a novelty mechanic at all, but I, 
But maybe the la- the combination with the lasers going around, I've seen those in other kind of games, but not in this kind of game. So I think it's it's a uh, it's good fun for well every now and then. And although I I think that you Andy you probably would rage quit very quickly. <laughs> yes, because, uh, <laughs> I it's know like an you. arcade game. This one isn't it? Like you could see this one in an arcade, like uh, in the. It in could the have been. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know how many levels there are? Uh, 20 levels. 20 levels, right, okay. It sounds like you will blast through it, but you say it's uh, super hard, so uh, probably not. No. Oh, you, you have an easy life on the first levels, but um, after uh, three levels or so, then you need to be careful. You need to be keep on, keeping an eye on uh, the red dots and avoid being when, when they strike, being in, in the same row or column and you have to think sometimes how to properly make a path but it, it's impossible to really stick to a plan because uh, you're gonna get hit if you just think in terms of a path to go from start to finish of a level i i don't think it's possible i think you you have just to avoid the lasers at some point so you, you you're gonna have to backtrack many times. So those lasers shoot at the rhythm, or shoot they do they shoot you on sight, or how does that work? No, they don't follow you. They shoot at the rhythm, as you say. Hmm. And I think that um, I don't think it's random. It's hard to tell because, um, well, I would have to really look carefully at how often they strike. But I think they have a pattern. That might be different by level. So if it would make sense for someone, they could even learn the pattern. How often does each laser strike and then know exactly when it's uh, safe to walk or not. Yeah, then, then it just becomes position. a memorization game, probably. Then you... But when you, I think when you do the puzzle in a certain order and also in a certain rhythm, then you can probably maybe easily walk through the game if you know what to do. Uh, I think it might be possible, but it would be possibly, at least for me, even more challenging to memorize the pattern than to just try to go through through the lasers improvising because. Mm, it's a huge effort in my opinion it looks still difficult even even like that even if you memorize the pattern it seems hugely difficult probably it's even difficult without the lasers (laughs) if i look at this yeah yeah the well the the levels where you you can't paint each tile too many times they can be challenging even uh, they could have been challenging even without lasers Yes, for sure. Especially those that also have the holes that you you really shouldn't step on. So, right. Um, so that's the <laughs> first game. I, that's the first game I played. It's, and, it's uh, free. This game, isn't it? Yeah, you said. I think uh, it's a free game. Name your own price. It's a name your own price. Game, name your yes. own price. Yes. Okay. So because this was a painter type game, it made me remember that I had also painter type game in my backlog for uh, the Amstrad CPC. So I went to play that one as well, which is called The Brush Brothers. This is a little bit older, but it's still uh, from uh, early this year, so not not an ancient game. 
uh, by someone called uh, Two One Blocks. I think it might be Spanish, so maybe it's Dos Unos Bloques, something like that. <laughs> <Yes>. Not sure. <laughs> so this is a lot more like a platformer. And uh, so in this case, you're going to paint platforms once again by walking over the platforms. If you remember, there's, there was a um, yes. fairly yes. common arcade yes. game back that in I the love. days. I, I never remember the title of that game, but I always think about it and I think, oh, I have to ask Diego the title because you always remember and I always forget, but I love this game. that you. I'm not sure if it's the one I'm thinking about, the one it with is. the little car. Yes, yes, that one. That you have yes. to avoid police cars. Uh, City Connection. City Connection. I was to, wow. I was going to play that the other day and I thought, what what name, what, what game is it? City Connection. Really nice game. It's um, So it's the same kind of idea. In Brush Brothers, you are, you are one of the characters. You must paint all the platforms by walking over them. You really only can move sideways or jump, but you can also double jump. So when, when you are in the middle of the area, you can jump again and reach higher. And you need to do so all while avoiding some critters, which generally is the easiest part of the game in my opinion and um, well it's called brush brothers because um, it's also two-player game so there's a brother and a sister and it also has both a competitive mode and a cooperative mode so i really like really like the fact that uh, the designers had thought about both these possible ways to play this in two players but let me go back first to the one player version of it okay so mm, yes think please. that you have a series of levels uh, each of which has its own uh, set of platforms not all the platforms need to be painted some are made of for example bricks or metal bars depending on the levels where you are and you don't they are just platforms nothing to do you're Purpose is just to paint all the paintable ones before the timer runs out and not get not hitting the, the critters. And um, the game is also quite challenging, especially because it's really fast. So your character it's going to move quite fast. You have to be careful, and I think that perhaps the it's more challenging to control your character than to actually avoid in the critters. <laughs> critters aren't always that big deal. And some cramped spaces they are, but uh, it's, um, it's making the jumps right. You don't usually need pixel-perfect jumps, but your speed makes it difficult, especially when you have the smallest platforms hanging over there in, in, in the air somewhere and you need to jump one to the other. It's, it might be difficult. There's, um, you, can't, you can also jump from below a platform. Just jump up through the platform if it's paintable, but not if it is one of the non-paintable type of platforms that it usually blocks you. Is there a way to, to tell which one is not paintable? Yeah, you can usually tell by the look of it. Right, okay. Yeah. The non-paintable ones look like bricks or uh, how do you call them? These huge 
bars of steel that are yeah, on the inside bars. of the buildings under construction, for example. Yeah, I don't know, metal beams or something. Metal yeah. beams, okay. So, um, well, that's it. That's the game in a nutshell. Mm. What I happens guess. when you touch an enemy? Because... Uh, well, you lose a life, very simply. You lose a life and you start the level over, or how does that work? No, you actually start, oddly enough, you start from the same place where you died. Oh. Well, that's, you uh, get a couple of seconds of immunity and you you start from the same spot. Ah, so it's more like a, um, you get hit and not really like a life system. That's a good point. I think you do have some lives indicator, but it, yeah, it's basically it could be said that you have a certain number of hits. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I get huge, uh, huge uh, bubble bubble uh, vibes uh, out of this game. I uh, I recently played that a lot and uh, looks really fun. So uh, yeah, and that's also a really fun multiplayer. So uh, continue yeah, your multiplayer story. Of course, of course, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. So if you play two players. One controls the brother, the other controls the sister, and the brother paints all the platforms green and the sister paints all the platforms orange. And uh, just for fun, they also have matching hair color. So the brother has green hair and the sister has orange hair. But um, (laughs) so the cooperative mode is simply two players helping each other, painting everything before the time runs out. So it doesn't matter which color you paint, as long as both of them have painted everything before the time is over, then you win the level and you continue to the next levels. Competitive mode is uh, a set of rounds. I think the minimum is seven rounds, meaning that there are seven different levels with different layouts of these platforms. And in each round you have to paint more than uh, the opponent so there's a timer there and uh, once the time is up whoever has painted more wins the round and then at the end of the seven or so rounds whoever has won the most is the winner Hmm. can you brawl like so i suppose you paint and then someone paints over yours and then you paint over the other person's and stuff like that uh no, no no Once you paint, it's painted. You oh. can't steal it away. Okay. So I think it probably also means that if you paint, if both characters together have paint, painted everything, then probably the, the level stops also. But usually there's, there's a timer somewhere because at some point, even if you haven't finished, it just ends. And uh, this competitive mode uses completely different levels from the cooperative mode, which also uses the same level as one player mode. Does so it still have fact, enemies uh, when you when you play corp- yes. competitive? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. You still have the critters all around, yes. And uh, I think the fact that they have completely different levels might be the reason behind the fact that you actually have to load the game separately if you want to play the competitive mode versus the cooperative or single player mode. Mm. So when you there's a screen at the beginning that tells you which one of the two you want to play. So there's a one player or two player cooperative is one load and the versus 
version of the game is the is a separate load. So then you have to reload it as a matter of fact if you want to change the mode, which is a bit weird. But I suppose it's because of the limitations of the memory of, yeah. of the CPC. Very simply. Yeah. Okay. So well, what about my feeling feelings of this game? I think technically speaking, it looks a bit fun, funny. It's very pixelated, like your characters are quite small and the creatures are also small, but pixelated in a nice way. I mean, it's colorful and you can tell that the creatures are earthworms in the first few levels. Or how do you say those um, millimeter worms? What's the name for those? Uh, caterpillar know. that looks like they're measuring what? the distance. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why. It's not earthworms. Cat- it's not earthworms. Um, caterpillar measuring. You know, I know the I know the Jap- Japanese words for it. The shakutorimushi. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know the English one. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't even know in Japanese. I don't even know the... the let me check. Mushi. Shakutori mushi. A shaku. Shakutori mushi. Meter worm. Apparently. Meter worm, not millimeter worm. <laughs> this is a much smaller one than millimeter worm. Yeah, but if you Google for meter worm, you know what I mean? I did, but I don't get any any weird animals. I just get... Um, it's those tiny caterpillars strange. that to move... They first move their back legs close to the front one, so they oh, the yeah. back goes up, <laughs> and then they move mm. the front ones like in steps. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, okay, I'll just take <laughs> right. it at face value. I don't know what you're saying, okay. but yes, uh, um, a, a worm, right? A so form of worm. First ones are meter worms. Then uh, there are rats, there are penguins, snails, even UFOs. But they they are drawn pretty nicely to be that small str- sprites, really. And audio is quite good, simple, nice tunes in uh, in stereo. And the controls are really smooth, really fast. And they actually make up for the main challenge of the game. Uh, and responsive, opinion. is that? Very responsive, it. yes, yes, oh, yes. Good, good. I only have a couple of uh, criticisms. Yeah. Well, it's a homebrew game, so it can't be perfect, and it's also free to download on each.io. But uh, one small design mistake, in my opinion, I've seen it in many games, actually, uh, because of the timer. You lose a life if the timer goes to zero, but um, when you lose a life for another reason, the timer doesn't reset. Uh, so yes, you sometimes yes. end up in that situation that you have a couple of seconds left and you should rather wait and lose a life because if you lose a life at two seconds, you're going to lose another one in another two seconds. Hmm. Yes, makes sense. I remember. Yeah. Yes. How many levels does the game have? Now that's a good question because I didn't get as far as finishing it. So how, I know how that, far um, did you get? The competitive mode... Uh, makes you choose how many rounds you want to play. And each round mm. is a different uh, le- layout, different level. 
And minimum is seven, maximum is 23. So there has to be at least 23 levels, hmm. but they are completely different from the levels you get in uh, one player or cooperative two player mode. So I'm not sure how many levels there are in total. I haven't finished it. Okay, well. There must but, be at least 20 or more. But not uh, like 100 uh, in uh, Bubble Bubble. Hey, Maybe. I, I doubt that. that That's for the listener to find out, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, listeners, tell us, tell us, please. Try this game. Uh, it's another free game, I'm guessing. Yes. Or name your own price or something. You can know. even play it uh, in the browser uh, on itch.io. So you don't oh, have can to. You? I didn't notice that. So you don't mm -hmm. have to uh, figure out an uh, emulator for the CPC. Yeah, the, um, hmm. playing on the browser ruins all the original experience and immersion. Of course, yeah. but I don't have a CPC. <laughs> uh, I barely know what it is. <laughs> uh, if I had another one, I would give it to you, but I already sent mine over to Mark. So mm. I hope but he, yeah, uh, he probably enjoys it more than me. <laughs> you think? I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. hope he's enjoying it. Um, I was going to ask, is this... For the 464, and or does it work also on the 6128? Whoa, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Hmm. Do you know what is level of compatibility between these? Well, usually they are they're 100% compatible. The, the, I, I'm not an expert on the Armstrong CVC, however, I know they are compatible, but some of them who require obviously more memory it cannot run on the 464. It runs on a 464. Ah, so, yeah, so, so that's, that's... But I, but I don't require. know if it runs on, on a 664. 6128, yes, I don't, I don't 6, know. 6128, uh, it's uh, 128, I suppose. Yes, yes. Uh, that's so, a lot you of must numbers. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how you say it, 61628 to, to, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, if it works on a 464, it's highly likely that it's going to work on a 6128. Mm -hmm. There you go, different way to say that again. Good stuff. Um, all right, so you recommend this game, yes, for short burst, maybe. Yeah, yeah, money. they are small games, small scale games, but I found both of them to be fun, at least if you like some challenge, especially laser scape. Yeah. Good. Nice. So Andy. All right. It's my turn. It's the turn Go. of the best game of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. What did I play? I played a game called Foxyland on the Mega Drive. And it's a gorgeous game. So this game's been uh, released, I think, in 2020. It's from PSCD Games. And I think the original developer, so PSCD Games is a developer studio as well, but it does say also in the game that it's original concept by Bug Studios. So I'm not sure where the relationship stands there. It is sold on PSCD, PSCD Games, uh, obviously, and it's um, physical only release. So you've got $35 for the cart only. $55 uh, for the complete box, and then there's a, a deluxe, the full, the full cart or full uh, shebang for $75, uh, which includes then obviously the box version, a like poster, some stickers, and some other stuff, 
which um, yeah, it, it looks really good, and you know the the packaging is looks legit. If if that's what you say nowadays, it looks it looks it's really premium. So first of all, what game is this? This is sort of a platformer, collect them all. However, it's not a flip screen or a single screen. It's a scrolling one. So you can go around the levels and you have to collect some gems. Now, there's a story to this game, which is really cool because I, you know, I love a story. The story is the most simple story possible, which is you are a fox, foxy fox, and they kidnap your fox lady. Of course. A vulture, yeah. The vulture comes down in the midst of a lot of loving and um, and takes your fox lady away. And there's loads of hearts on the screen. And then he comes and nabs her and takes her away. And then your mission is to go and get her back, really, uh, across the world. As she flies away with the vulture, she drops a lot of gems. I don't know where those are coming from, but you start off the journey by picking those gems up. So it's a very, 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 very basic story. And the aim of the game is that you have to collect all the gems in, in a level and then exit. However, as I said, it's not a flip screen and it's not a uh, single screen game. So it's very different from some other titles that we explore, the collectibles. So it's a, it's a bit different in that respect. So you basically, you have three buttons. I played on my original Mega Drive uh, with the cart one of the few cards I do have. And you use three buttons. They all do the same thing. A, B, C do the same thing. So they jump. And yes, so you have to avoid the traps, you know, platforming as it stands. There's lots of things. We'll talk about them in a minute. And you only have the jumps. There are enemies around the screen. There are traps later on. And you have to get rid of them, like with a jump. A bit in Mario style, so you can jump over them. You, you have to get all the gems in order to complete the level, so to exit the level. And there are some cherries as well on the level to collect. So as I said, um, you, you get all the gems, and then at the end of the level, there is a little house. And once you've collected all the gems, the house door opens, and you go through the end stage of that, of that particular level. If you collect all the cherries, you also get a bonus, but we'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes. So as I said, ABC, G, sorry, ABC jumps and you have the ability to double jump as well, which is very useful to, to get some gems that are stuck in certain places and maybe on a falling platform and you can double jump as the platform gets destroyed. You have the ability to crouch, which uh, is very useful, like in certain circumstances. Um, yeah, so there are some, uh, some levels later on where maybe some blocks come down and there's small... And holes in the ground and you can crouch and be safe that's one of the usages of crouch crouching and generally it's getting out of harm's way is is the main aim of, of the game and the game does a really good job um, to introduce you very slowly uh, to to the different mechanics and the different enemies and the different different level design for each level so you start really slow and the first level is just like a, a walk in the park and you pick some gems up and then you end up uh, at the end of the house and you finish the level and it adds the difficulty very progressively i think there's 30 levels total so quite a few there are bosses at the end of each area so there's three areas in total that i have explored uh, not completely uh, i can't beat the last boss 
but Ooh, um, your bosses. How yes. do you how do you beat the boss? I, I thought well, you said that you can just jump. Yes. So in a similar fashion as Mario, you just have to jump on their heads. So oh, okay. You, uh, and you have to jump several times until they die. Uh, that that's very very simple very simple mechanics mechanic sorry um you have no indication at the top of lives so you don't really it doesn't seem that you've got lives you've got three hearts so you have three um hit points you can be hit three times i couldn't come up <laughs> with a with a different sentence yeah you, you can only be hit three times and and then you die and when you die you just uh, can continue basically you just keep going and at a certain point if you die too many times you get a continue yes no uh, and then you have to walk towards the sign and and you can still continue there's, there doesn't seem to be a limit that I've I've reached at this stage if so. you use a continue you also start over or you start over the level or are you just uh, so continue yeah, if you use a continue you start over the level okay. if you if you just die you just start over you sorry you start where you where you've dead where you where you died but you don't know when how many lives you have? I uh, there's no indication. No, That's weird. in the UI there's no indication. So it's uh, it's odd. But you have indication of the gems that you've collected. Uh, if I recall correctly, you don't, you don't even have the, um, the the counter for the cherries. But you have your hearts on the left at the top, and and the gems that you need to collect to um, to finish the level. So uh, if we talk about bit about level design, yeah, it's, uh, as I said, increasingly hard. Things um, get hard as you progress. So there's introduction of new uh, elements, like, for example, climbing vines. So you can also climb by pushing upwards. There's uh, ladders. There's uh, jumping platforms. So you step onto sort of wood wooden stubs and they propel you upwards. There's levers that open uh, open doors um, open rather than doors make stuff appear or clear some passageways and yeah perform different things and you activate those levers by just going over them and it becomes quite tricky in some circumstances there are some levels designed quite nicely so you have to re just really um, just go in a single shot and get something go back and you never get hit but if you don't do that it becomes really hard mm -hmm. So studied quite well, I think. It looks nice. Uh, disappearing, yeah, it's very very good. Uh, disappearing blocks. Then we have some like sort of traps that, that throw darts at you that have a little skull on them. They're quite nice as well. And then obviously the different enemies. There's quite a few different enemies. So we've got frogs, which are very um, they, they bounce around, so they jump around and then they uh, inflate their tummies, and you can. And these are very particular because you can't jump on them when they're when they're full of air. You can't jump on them then and kill them, but you jump on them when they're out of air in their animation, and then you can kill them. And then there's possums, vultures, and uh, yes, uh, and the bosses at the end. Uh, I'm not going to spoil any bosses, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. I've got to. I've got two. One, I have to say this because it's so cool. One is a homage to Donkey Kong, and it's so incredible. But um, I'll tell you in a minute about that as well. So, again, we were talking about level design. So we have sort of variation, not, not a lot of variation, but we have like a, a green spring level with some nice boats in the background, parallax effects. Uh, then we have like a more 
yellow autumny autumny sort of levels with a nice big sunset in the background. Then we have uh, the ice level, which is all bluish. So you mean series of levels? Like yes. Ten levels. Yeah, yes. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. And then yes, yeah. All right. So they're based on seasons, right. I think. Yeah. Mm. Looks, yeah sounds yeah, yeah. like that. And then we have uh, amongst them there are some timer levels so there's one which has a giant wall and it comes towards you one and you have to really be quick and get everything otherwise you you, you can't make it in time and this wall has spikes and goes from i think left to right um there's yeah interesting parts like this there's a dark level i don't know if you remember similarly to jesse jager when she had the torch and you couldn't see anything mm -hmm. there's a similar level to that and that's the level that then you end up on the Donkey Kong homage, which is uh, really amazing. I think uh, really, really well done. <laughs> and then the boss, obviously. So let's say this is in general, like how how big this game is. So it's about 30 levels all in all. So probably, um, I don't know. Now I have a question there because mm. I noticed that uh, there is a demo available on each tutorial yes. with, uh, I think, eight levels and a boss. And it, there it says that the plan at least was 40 levels, 30 basic, and 10 additional. So what does that mean? Are there like secret levels that you have to mm. find a, a way to enable them or something like that? Well, I have not come across of any of them. So um, I, it's pretty linear, really. So when you, when you end the level, uh, you get just transported to the next. There's no... At least I haven't found any alternative exits, if that makes sense, right. or other levels. So I don't know. Maybe it is how it is now. I just, I think it was 30 levels. I, I don't know if there's an additional 10 I, um, after what I, uh, you know, after the third boss. I don't know what, what else there is. Maybe secret um, levels or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, yes, I have no idea at this stage. I, I, I got fairly forward. It took me about three hours. So I spent three hours playing this game. And... Uh, it's um it's very nicely put together so how many levels did you cover in uh, i didn't count the levels uh so i got to i think what i think was the last level of the ice place or the ice uh, stages let's say mm. i see on the screenshots i see a wooden crate with five locks on it hey i was getting to that now oh. yes wow. <laughs> so when you what happens when you end the level you get out in a little house and if you've get, got all the cherries, there's a bit of um, the, there is a small scene where the fox protagonist is is walking forward, and you don't control anything there, and you they tally up how many cherries you have collected. If you have collected all the cherries on the level, there is a lock, there is a box at the top of the screen as you're doing this that spins around, I think, and it has five locks. So every time you collect all the trays in a level, one of the locks gets um, goes away. And when you've done all five locks, then from the box drops one life. Which I don't understand the point because I, I didn't run out of lives. So well, I don't life know. you mean then you get more hearts. It didn't. I didn't see any more hearts. Uh, the hearts are the, li are the times you can get hit before you die. But there is no other indication on the screen that seems weird but yeah 
yeah, uh, maybe maybe I was extremely good. It's not a super difficult platformer until you go really really advanced. I, I think it's uh, quite quite how do you say um, approachable. So you can you can actually uh, get through. So if I, if I can do it, I think anyone can, can probably do it. So yeah, uh, it's quite simple um, until you get to the very later stages where it starts to be harder. Let's say. Um, just be a bit quick. The controls are quite tight, so they they do you know um, they do respond pretty quickly. And there are tricks that you know you you can if you if you study. So there's some levels, for example, where there's some blocks that sh are shooting from the top to the bottom, and another one left and right. But for example, those maybe activate only when you touch a lever, so you can just go in get the gem and go out and nothing touches you there are like patterns that you can see that you can completely avoid everything in but you need to just take a minute and try and understand what the pattern is before you approach the that area where there's some cherries or or gems let's say okay um well it does look uh, pretty nice looking at the pictures there on the yes. demo page and yes, I like the sprites. I very, they're very well drawn. I also like those uh, seasonal themes or colors. It's very nice. Feels yeah. very nice. And I I was just taking a look at those sample videos. There's this, some very nice touches. For example, in the animation of whenever the fox passes through a bush or a tree, then there's this. Yes, Small I was going to say leaves going around. Yeah, the details. There, some of the details are really good. Uh, the bushes, the trees, and uh, even when you uh, when you get the items or you or you um, jump on an enemy, there's a little animation with a little bubble and a star inside. It's um, quite cute and well done. Yeah, it's, uh, the graphics are really uh, colorful and very curated. That's, I don't know if that's a word in English, but you know what I mean? Like very detailed and very thought after. Nice. The music, last thing, music. So the music is nice. However, I found it to be a little bit repetitive. So the music, there's like mainly three tunes and they repeat, uh, for, for the different levels. So the green, the yellow and the blue level. They repeat always the same music. So it didn't annoy me. However, I did notice it that it was very repet repetitive. It is um, like a sort of an earworm. You can you can hum it afterwards. I can't think of it now, but I did prior to starting the podcast episode. Yeah, I could still hum it. Um, I think I've covered everything here. What I, what I can say is, Playing through this game, I think it would have be it could have benefited a bit from a little bit more variety in the terms of items you collect or how you collect. So uh, a simple example that I was thought you they they could have introduced a little mechanic, for example, a Rainbow Island style where you kind of smash the floor, Rainbow Islands, you 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 throw the the rainbow and stuff pops up from the ground and stuff like that, and you could have more bonuses like a, like a, the shoe, you know, a bit like Bubble Bubble. They could have implemented a little bit more of that, and maybe I would probably have added a little bit more variation in the levels and a, bit, a couple of more chip tunes if it was possible. I don't know if it's a limitation of the 
of the memory of the of the cart or what but that would have gone for me a long way and maybe some more different animations for for the characters but this is me really being nitpicky in the end it's a great game also the the the, the level seems extremely short yeah yeah the, some of them are short yeah if you but they they can be tricky at times so you have to really bear in mind that later on it might take you more than an attempt so i spent three hours i didn't go right through it mm. i i had to turn off but i died several times um in some level so it it is not a it's not a necessarily an easy um it has a learning curve is what i'm trying to say it has a learning curve and when, once you got it then you you kind of can go through it relatively fast you're right hmm. well but yeah uh, especially the 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 graphics are really striking it's, that's really appealing but, uh, yeah so very well done very well done game so yeah con- congratulations to PSCD games this again is not a, a super modern release it's it, well it is modern it's not this year's but it's like 2020 so not too far back and again I mean for what it is 35 um, dollars is not much if you if you can bear to have only the cart. Otherwise, obviously, it falls in line with some others, um, some other games where it's £50, because obviously you have to make all the all the cards. Unfortunately, they don't sell the ROM of this, otherwise, or oh, the bin file. Would have been nice to see that yeah, as well. I think, yeah, I feel 35 is pretty steep for the, if you look in. Yeah, it's fun to have a cartridge, of course. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just each, of, each their own. But it looks maybe a little bit too basic for me for 35 for only. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hmm. uh, it, lo- yeah it, looks, fair enough. it looks beautiful. But if I look like uh, to the videos of this, it's just really short levels. I don't know. Uh, I really want to try it out. Uh, maybe try the demo and see. But yeah, unfortunately, I yeah. don't have a Mega Drive, so uh, I would never play the, the whole game. That's what I can send you. I've got tons of Mega Drives. Do you want a Mega Drive? Uh, I guess. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> oh. If you do, if you want it, I'll send you one. I've got, I've got loads oh, of Mega cool. Drives. I've got about seven or eight. Nice. Well. Uh, Good. Yeah. Found something to reciprocate all the Game Gears you sent. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Then, then I only need to buy uh, Foxyland to have a game to play on. <laughs> Uh, well, that's that's my game, yeah. Um, right, yeah. M- should we move on to some short sure. news? So, um, I only have one new uh, news uh, uh, subject, and that's uh, the Kickstarter of the game. It's called The Meeting. Uh, like not meeting with double E, but meeting as in meet, as in flesh. Um, yeah. And it's an NES game, a new NES game. Uh, the Kickstarter is until November 26th, so you have to hurry. But uh, yeah, it looks like a nice uh, puzzle platform game with a, lo- a lot of like slaughterhouse themed with a lot of gosh hanging corpses of pigs and stuff it looks really interesting uh 
a lot of blood. It's not child friendly. But uh, yeah, I heard it's uh, quite. Uh, some people played played the demo and uh, they had they really enjoyed it. So uh, could be very interesting. And Reminds me of by, Super Meat Boy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I thought so as well. There are a lot of enemies which are just humps of meat. I think. <laughs> yeah. Or or items. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, meat uh, themed around it and. Uh, What's it's the tiers? Let me have a look. I want to see what the tiers are, like how how much is the firm? Oh, this is from Mega Cat Studios. Mega Cat nice. uh, Studios published it. Five, right. nice chops. So digital. Okay, so let's say the digital version, 15 pounds. Sorry, I keep saying pounds. I'm in England. Uh, it's $15. Nice, 18 backers for $15. Nice stuff. And also on Switch. Oh, so, uh, yes. And they already uh, got their goal, so... Uh, if you back it, you'll get it. Probably. Oh, I kind of trust Mega Cat Studios. Uh, so, yeah. Good stuff. All right. That brings me to my news, which is very simple. Well, first of all, I literally just found out that Arcade Attack has had its last episode, which is number 299.5, apparently. I didn't know they, they shut down or, or as they said, have an, a long break. What, what is it? What is it? It's, a, it's an, a, retro, um, a retro gaming podcast mm. that I used to listen to. I, I haven't listened to in a while and then just found out that they did the last episode. So, well, good on them. Like, you know, have a nice rest because that's what they needed. This is just a, a really uh, quick, quick uh, touch on this. Then I found out <laughs> that they're doing a remastered Oblivion with a Skyrim engine. So it's going to be the ultimate Skyrim mod. And they're remaking the whole Oblivion in Skyrim. So you can see that at skyoblivion.com. Now I think you can go on skyoblivion.com.volunteer if you want to help out because the project is massive. They have done loads. And you can see on YouTube, you can have a look at all their videos and what they've done, how they converted all the areas and the and uh, the NPCs and everything. It's really an amazing task. I have no clue how someone can undertake such a task. You must be really passionate about Oblivion. I hope they don't get I a cease and desist letter uh, someday. Well, it's free. So uh, what, yeah, but this it's a mod and it's completely free and they i don't think they're reusing any any assets from oblivion itself they're making them themselves i think yeah so but they reuse it's like the a, story it's like a complete mod and the environment so i don't know the, yes yeah yeah you might be right but uh, i mean who knows nintendo would knows? sue we'll them see. Uh, if 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 it was a Me. nintendo uh, thing but uh, maybe uh, yeah i think it's from microsoft now maybe they're uh, they are yeah. fine with it. I don't know. We'll see. I think Oblivion was the first game that I played. Um, one of one of the first Bethesda games. I I think it's Bethesda. I, I don't know now anymore. Blinking. It's been so long. One of the first of those games that I played on the Xbox. And I remember it was really good by the at the time. Yeah, and really striking graphics. And but if I look at it now, no, it doesn't <laughs> really me, hold that's up. More so, that was the first one. Ah, oh, yes. Also the last one. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they also didn't really change. If I, if I look at this, the, the modern games they make, it looks, in my mind, it looks quite similar. I don't know why. but Yeah, that, I suppose. I suppose. I don't know. 
Um, but uh, yes, uh, long story short, I really enjoyed Oblivion and I'd like to see this when it comes out, if they manage to make it out. They're not making anyone pay for it, so I, I hope they can, they actually, you know, manage to make the mod and and people can try it. Right, uh, last thing, uh, Game Boy replacement PCBs. I have stumbled upon a repository on GitHub where some, I think it's a woman, I'm not too sure, that has made... Um, Replacement PCBs for nearly all the Game Boy... For, I think it was Game Boy Advance, but there are some Game Boy Colors in there as well. I think yeah, there are. I'm not... I don't remember right now. And I thought, oh, how incredible is that? For me, I love hardware stuff. So I thought, oh... And I want to actually get a replacement PCB for the Game Beer. It's a Game Beer. That, that's that's <laughs> a good game. That's a good platform, Game Beer. So, yeah, there's a replacement Game Boy Pocket PCB. There's some other stuff. I don't um, see the DMG. Game Boy Color PCB. Only an audio board. Probably not. There's some bits and pieces there. So there's uh, a lot of stuff that you can reuse and probably order online uh, to get your own Ooh. new PCB. Then you have to obviously harvest some parts from the older, you know, the, the original consoles because those aren't made I anymore. I see uh, so a friend of mine, uh, uh, B23N, which I did a podcast with uh, way, way back. Uh, provided some uh, mm. of the parts to measure and trace so uh, that's cool yeah this is a small world and the time flies as does this podcast <laughs> and so we reach something called the end and we've done another episode nice well, yeah. <laughs> hey. this one is a short one nice short? Oh, well it makes a change okay so we did you want to recap Sure. Um, I bring brought uh, the Game Boy game Fido's or Fido's Magic Tiles. Uh, Jago brought Laserscape for the C64 and the Brush Brothers for uh, CPC. And Andy brought Foxyland for the Mega Drive. That's it. And Any then... shoutouts, uh, people? Any shoutouts? Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't think this went through. Yeah, of course, Retrocidem, shout outs to them guys. Uh, shout outs, well, shout outs to Arcade Attack, you know, if uh, they are listening. Um, hope you're having a good break and I hope to hear your podcast again at some point in the future. I want to shout out um, the Polykill podcast. That's a podcast about playing video games, but especially beating video games and they drive me to beat insane amounts of games through the year they they, they did no that you have to sue them because that's why you're so stressed <laughs> <laughs> no it's really fun uh it's yeah they they yeah because of them you actually i i, I actually plow through my backlog and try to beat those games and when i'm when they beat them then i can forget about them and i can continue with my life that's that's better then, but then uh, they give you another one then oh no <laughs> <laughs> you can always keep buying them but uh i, I try to uh, not to and uh yeah that's just also a really funny podcast to listen to so uh recommend it any shout outs for you diego well just to the vector games team for putting out another nice title from finland <laughs> nice go finland make more games make more games 
Right, so we can wrap this one up. Don't forget to write your emails. Game at ugameofflame.com is the email where you can write your emails to. We'll read them on the show if, you know, they're suitable and not too vulgar. Uh, <laughs> and, I don't know. <laughs> uh, then don't forget to join us on Discord server where you can entertain pleasant, pleasant and pleasurable conversations with uh, likes, like-minded people like yourself who like new games on old platforms. You'll find it the invite on the website as well which again is newgameofflame.com okay we have the last did you know and Diego you haven't spoken for a while do you want to read that one out so the did you know bit of the day is the following the PS3 systems that can be found in some places in The Last of Us Part 2 are day one editions recognizable thanks to their four USB ports which was only the case in the very first versions of the console. That's it. So do you have a, a PS3 with four USB ports? No, I wish I would because yeah. those are retro-compatible, so you can play PS2 games on them. I don't, I don't yeah. own any of them. They do yeah. have some... Uh, do they actually have the whole PS2 yes. hardware inside somehow? I think so, yeah. I, I'm, yeah I, but I don't know how compatible they are, you know? Yeah, I think this is just a PS2 in there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nuts that they did that. Imagine if they did that up to now to the PS5. So the PS5 ha has PS1, PS2, <laughs> PS4, all inside the PS5. That'd be awesome. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, collection they, of they now just uh, emulate because it's just uh, basically a PC. So. Ah, yeah. It's much faster now, isn't it? Like as well with the new hard drive things. Anyways, time to go, guys. Guys, see you next time and keep safe and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye. See you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.